to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. This is the day. This is the day. This is the only day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, man, my peoples, how y'all doing? Come on, man. Y'all know what it is. I don't know why it always seems like every time we talk and have a conversation, it's like we haven't been talking like for a while. Like some of you hit me up on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. I mean, there's a lot that's going on, but I feel so distant from me. I just want to welcome everybody to the show. You know, it is my honor and privilege. Listen, I am humbled. It is my privilege that, man, you have taken the time out of your life. Listen, y'all could be doing anything. Uh, right now, but you decided uh, to uh, join this conversation, to tune in, to hang out with Pastor Wade uh, on This Is A Day. Listen, I don't take that for granted. And especially if this, if you're joining us for the very first time, oh, oh, I'm giving you right now air hugs right now. If I saw you, I would give you a real hug, but that's just me. I don't, don't get me started about social distancing. Like I always say, it's impossible for us to do that. So, but if I saw you, I would give you a real hug right now. If you let me, if, I'm just going to come on in. And if you, if you move back a little bit, then I know I, it ain't cool, but I'm coming in for, a, I'm a hugger. So, and you got to understand we've been, we built to be in relationship with each other. So uh, we iron sharpens iron. So best thing about iron and sharpen iron is both irons are touching. And it says a man sharpens the continents of another man. So we need each other. And thank you if you're new joining this conversation for the first time. I don't take that lightly at all. And like I said, I'm giving you air hugs right now. Definitely let me let you know what this show is all about. We love discussing various topics. That the church body, don't get me started, <laughs> does not talk about on the Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subjects. All of us, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, without judgment, will not be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. You know, there's a lot of that going on right now, and we can have a conversation freely here on This Is The Day with Pastor Wade. I mean, you know it, guys. Everything is about division right now and in hatred you know you know we want to hide behind covid uh you know this pandemic but really lines have been drawn people are, are separated more than ever before i thought the most separated time was on sundays at church <laughs> but now we have there's a new beast in town and now just the separation right now is really it's heartbreaking right now when you talk about you know people mask no mask now we passed that now now it's vaccine no vaccine like oh my god like and really whether you get the vaccine or not that's really nobody's business <laughs> without question all i tell everybody to do is listen just do your your research and understand this i think bishop mcclendon said it the best he says everything that you need god has already placed inside your body 
So what happens is when you talk about a vaccine that's made by a pharmaceutical company, you got to understand that we're taking something that God has not placed in us and putting it inside our body. And then some people want to hide behind the fact and say, oh, well, God got a final say. So that's just like saying, well, I'm just going to hold a gun to my head, but God has the final say. So if he doesn't want me dead, it'll pull this trigger. He's going to stop me. That's just crazy. Just do your research and whatever you do, listen, I'm sure your friends and family support you. I support you. I'm not one of those that take the vaccine. Listen, I'd rather, it's a 50-50 shot, as you can see. Everybody, all the pharmaceutical companies are having issues right now. And so people are having bad reactions, things like that. A lot of stuff is not being reported. So do your research for you. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to cousin and them, TT and them, your bishop that didn't set up a vaccination center at the church. Good God almighty. Don't get me started on that. Don't do it. He can't listen. We as pastors, preachers and teachers, man, we barely can handle your spiritual health at that. How are we going to tell you about your body and medical? Don't get me started about medicine. So I just want to just say that before we get started, that do your own research. Listen, uh, whether you take it or not, this is a show without judgment. Listen, this is I, I don't want to cause a, a issue with anybody fighting anybody. I just won't take it. Uh, that's just not my thing at all. So you don't even have to ask me. You don't even have to say, where's Pastor Wade on this issue? I'm telling you. And listen, it is what it is. But that's just how I feel. But everybody has the right to choose. Even God said, today I set before you. Life and death, you choose. <laughs> so that's my choice. So whatever your choice is, that is your choice. But make sure that you choose. Amen. Can I get an amen, somebody? somebody? Is somebody already mad at me? Uh, don't be mad at me. I Listen, I just want everybody to be safe, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, y'all can fellowship again. Well, I've been fellowshipping the whole year. So it's not been, I don't even know if there's been a, a pandemic. I Listen, my life has not been interrupted whatsoever other than the fact that the restaurants have shut down. I still fellowship with people, still gone out. I've been out of state, out of out of the country. I mean, listen, life still goes on. So it is what it is. And also, before we get started, uh, if you haven't uh, joined any of our other conversations, listen, listen to those conversations. Even though we're on right now, the discipline of faith today, we're going to be talking about the discipline of gratitude. But we already, we're about to finish up this conversation. We have a few more after gratitude. We have the discipline of submission. To that, we have the discipline of obedience, surrender, solitude, and service. So these conversations will be, we're almost done with those, but uh, this has been a great, great long topic because, you know, before this, we talked about how to apply faith. Now we're on the disciplines of faith. Before we talked about how to apply faith, we talked about how to treat one another, which is major, which that's something that everybody should listen to every month, <laughs> every day if you need to, because uh, how we treat one another is really being uh, sorely affected. Relationships are broken. Uh, unforgiveness is running rampant right now. Just, man, just the way lines are drawn right now. I mean, I got people that I love and care about that won't even talk to me right now. Like, like, Without question, like it's, it's crazy, but that's just where we are in this era. Like there's a lot of broken relationships for no reason, <laughs> but I'm going to leave that alone. And before how to treat one another, before that, we talked about the 10 principles for a successful relationship. That's something that'll never go out of style. You definitely want to listen to that conversation. And then we, before that, we talked about uh, end times. How will it look? Uh, there's a lot more. We're going to go more in depth. More of you have asked me 
to really go in depth, the one, two, threes of it, uh, even though I may not know everything, um, listen, whatever God has revealed to me, I definitely will share with each and every one of you. So other than that, you know how we do it here. Let's, for those that have joined us for the very first time, just like we get on the plane, we're going to take off together. So make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright and locked position. Any turbulence you feel on this plane is God shaking at the very root what does not belong on this plane. And if you listen to somebody, I hope you are. Look at them and say, you ready? <laughs> Look back at the other person and say, I'm ready. Then let's go. What is discipline? We always got to start with discipline since we're talking about the disciplines of faith. So uh, discipline is an activity, exercise, or a regiment that develops or improves a skill or a training. Once again, y'all, discipline is an activity exercise or a regimen that develops or improves a skill of training. So right now we, we in training right now, we, uh, we exercising. Like I just came from boxing uh, class just a, a little while ago. And so, man, that's kicking my butt at six o'clock in the morning, but Hey, I'm in a, I'm in a training. I'm in a regimen right now, getting my body into shape. Listen, if there's going to be flus and pneumonias out there and, and all these different things is happening in the world, you got to take care of your temple. The best way to take care of your temple is not by a pill or medicine like that, but to God has put all the medicine in each in, in our food. And all we got to do is take care of our temple and eat right and exercise. My Also, my uh, instructor said today, he says, listen, if a person takes 4% their day to work on their body, which basically came out to an hour, he says there would be no problems with your body because you would have it in a regiment. You would be building those muscles just like when we go to work out and to the gym and stuff like that. Whatever you do is going to take some kind of training. It's going to take some kind of discipline. And trust me, getting up at 430 in the morning to get to class by six and, and going all out for a whole hour, that's tough. But listen, it takes uh, uh, that skill. This is training. I'm developing myself. I'm improving myself. We all need to do that, and especially spiritually. We have to develop our spiritual muscles as well, our faith muscles. You know, them faith muscles are lacking right now. You know, we want to listen to everybody, our cousin and them and everybody. We want to listen to everybody but God at this moment. And it comes down to one thing, one thing only. Either you're going to do it God's way or your way. Either way, you can choose to do whatever you want. But that's, not, that's what you're going to either do it God's way or not. That's all it comes down to with anything. So the choice is always up to you. So discipline of gratitude. Woo! The question is, is the discipline of gratitude working in you? I want to read a scripture right now, you know, because always remember when I say anybody that's going to read scripture, keep the scripture in context. You know, there's a lot of people take scripture out of context, especially during this time when people say, oh, Jesus said, follow the laws of the land. Well, Jesus never said that. Jesus said he came to fulfill the law. He said that. And then he... <laughs> He said, would render under Caesar with a Caesar. That's another thing he was talking about legalism. But he never said, uh, follow laws of the land. You're talking about Paul when he says, submit to the governments. And that's a whole nother story. Keep stuff in context and wearing a mask because the governor of that state says you have to is not a law. They cannot legislate law. But that's another story 
see why I hate when people take stuff out of context, because if you take the word text out of the word context, all you are left with is a con. We don't want that. So Luke 17, 11 through 19 real quick so we can get everybody in the room. So, you know, so we can all be on the same page as we take off of this flight on this conversation about discipline of gratitude. So. It said, it starts in verse 11. This is about the 10 lepers. If you never heard of this story or read this story in the Bible, in Luke, it says, now it happened. He went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. So this is Jesus he's talking about. Then he entered a certain village. There he met him, 10 men who were lepers. Now, leprosy is far worse than COVID could ever be. But here is Jesus, since all my, where my law, the land people, and let's do what Jesus did. Jesus went in where the lepers were. I'm going to leave that alone, though. He went in where lepers were. He stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed and one of them and here's the thing about when you had leprosy you had to shout unclean so you had to what if everybody had to shout <laughs> what if everybody had to shout out i got covid even though everybody's doing that anyway on social media i mean we're living out loud right now i got covid but nobody say i got an std oh boy i'm gonna leave out alone now <laughs> nobody says i got an std test today but everybody want to say i got a covid test today i got a vaccine today did you get your hiv shot today uh, see you see how crazy this sounds? I mean, I got family members talking about you can't come over to my house if you ain't vaccinated. Well, it looks like I don't need to come over there then. <laughs> what if I said that you can't come over to my house if you're vaccinated? You see, see the separation? You see how crazy this is? But I digress. Let's keep going. <laughs> Man, I'm in so much trouble right now. I, listen, I try to get in. I try to stay out of trouble, y'all, but I just keep getting in trouble because uh, I want God's people free. I love uh, God's people. I love people and I want people to win in their life and not living in fear. Let fear paralyze you. Uh, but that's a whole nother story. So, and then it says, so when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priest. And so it was that they went and they were cleansed. Verse 15. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned. This is where now there were 10 lepers. So God, Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priest. Uh, next thing you know, as the guys were going, one of them saw that he was healed and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down to his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Samaritan is a half breed. That means he was half Jewish, half Gentile. He was he was not full Jewish. So that's he's a half breed. So mixed, as we say, mixed ish. I got to be socially correct in this in this word sensitive error. So he was mixed ish. If we want to use that. So verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, were there not 10 cleansed, but there are nine. And verse 18 said, were there not any found who returned to give God glory except this foreigner? Oh, boy. And verse 19 said, and he said to them, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. See, this see when you exercise your faith and do what God says. What happens is uh, it will make you whole. It will make you well. But see, what happens is also, too, we forget to be grateful. We think we did it. 
Oh boy, we're going to get into this more. Here's some questions you need to ask yourself. How do I exhibit a life of gratitude in my own life now? Second thing, uh, how can I develop the willingness to be more disciplined person who will realize uh, I am grateful for his work in me? Also, third was uh, what blocks gratitude from working and being exhibited in me? Ooh, that's a great question. And how can I initiate, number four, uh, an attitude of gratitude and discipline myself to carry it out? And fifth question you should ask yourself is what can I do to make gratitude function better, stronger? and faster, even in times of uncertainty and stress, kind of like now, you know, there's 50 million people out of work right now. We have a, a homeless problem that, man, I don't know how we're going to get out of right now. We got EDD messing around with people's money. We got the government giving people crumbs and taking trillions of dollars on loans to give people $1,400, $1,200, $600 for nothing. And then, but we're going to give the military a $653 billion budget for what? To keep starting wars. I'm just saying a lot of things are off right now. Understand this, you ladies and gentlemen, watch this. The discipline of gratitude means we are practicing and producing an attitude of gratitude, of being thankful, even when we cannot see what we have. Let me say that again. A, the discipline of gratitude means we are practicing and producing an attitude of gratitude and being thankful, even when we cannot see what we have. Listen, a mentor told me one time that gratitude has the ability, inability to remain hidden. So when you're grateful about something, you can't hide it. What's, what, so when, when you have gratitude about something, you could try to hide it, but it has the inability to remain hidden. Understand this. This is an aspect of our worship, Jesus expressing to him our appreciation, reverence for how he has benefited our lives. We are grateful because his blood has redeemed us. This also has a relational application that it helps us deal with others as we show our support, appreciation, and benevolence to them for how they have benefited our lives. Listen, I hang out with some great guys that I talk to every single day that uh, basically we always express uh, we cry together, you know, we fight sometimes in a good way, but uh, we have discussions, deep talks, we have whatever, but we always express our love and support for each other, our appreciation for each other, and just uh, for our relationship that we have with each other. And listen, I'll do anything for them, they would do anything for me. And so that is that, but I'm grateful not only to God for them, but I'm grateful that for, for God placing them in my life, for us becoming not only friends, but also brothers. I'm friends with their, their wives as well. So that's what happens when you're grateful. You're able to share and express that to each other. And they know, they see it on, we see it on each other's face when we talk to each other, that how grateful we are that we have each other in our lives. Understand this, as a discipline, this means we are to realize our indebtedness to God and practice, holding quotations up, y'all, our faith and church life because of what we have, what he has done for us. My buddy TV always says, like, you know, even though we met through church, we're, you know, people like to say my church family, but we, we like, we don't like to say church family because we just family. Just because we met in church don't mean we're a church family. So now we have a we have a separate family now, other than uh, just family. So I, I love when he says that because that's so true. So what happens is when we come into the body of Christ, we not we're in the body of Christ as a family. 
we don't have to put uh, any uh, qualifiers on it. And so I'm grateful to God that he allows us to be able to come together where two or three are gathered in his name. There he is in the midst. Understand that discipline of gratitude enables us to know him and his will more and do for him more as we keep our focus on God's promises and not our circumstances, his provision and care, not merely our experiences. Man, that is so major. Understand Christianity is not for our personal benefit. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. So all those, yeah. Name it and claim it and, you know, you can do it. Yeah. Christianity is not for our personal benefit. It is for God's glory. Seeing life from the perspective of what I can get or what I deserve rather than what I have already been given will create grave problems. We must discipline ourselves to see his gifts of eternal life, grace, and forgiveness, such things that could never be earned or merited so that we are willing to grow closer to him and to lead others to him. What gratitude is not, uh-oh, is mindless joy or a good attitude without a reason behind it because it will not last. Good attitudes are important and essential. Hear me now. But we have to have a basis for them to keep them, to hone them, and further develop them. What happens when we do not practice this discipline? Ooh, I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) We will be fueled and filled with ingratitude, refusing to acknowledge and respond to what Jesus has done for us. This will produce in us a very unhealthy attitude and a life that is not spirit-led. Let me say, holy spirit-led, because there's spirits out there. This is I'm in Los Angeles, so that's the city of the angels, but we're trying to figure out which angels are in control. There are heavenly angels. There are all demonic angels, which we call demons. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to leave that alone. Ah, we will not realize what uh, what we have or could have, but rather focus on an quote-unquote entitlement mentality that says we deserve this or that. And where humbleness and servitude are absent. Listen, y'all, there is no way you can be grateful or have gratitude without humbleness and servitude. Without question. We are in an entitlement era. Oh my God, don't get me started about entitlement. And basically the only way I know how to do anything is to serve my way to do it. I don't want any titles or anything like that. Now, if you give me, give it to me, like um, when my pastor said he made, uh, he wanted me to be a pastor of discipleship uh, in our ministry. He said, the reason why this is happening is because you are already walking in it without a title. And that was probably the most humbling thing ever because I believe in service. I believe in servitude. And I know some people are like, we ain't no slave, we kings and queens. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we are, uh, some of us are kings and queens. Don't get me started about that. Because uh, <laughs> you got to go through some kind of king and queen training, but that's a whole nother issue right now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> you got to remain safe. Even Jesus said, the greatest among you would be the one that came to serve. That's what Jesus said. And this is the the lamb. This is the son of God that says came to serve. He even washed the disciples' feet. Oh boy. It got quiet. Where are my I need my crickets. Where where are my crickets at? I don't I don't have my cricket sound because I know it just got quiet. 
it just got real quiet. Do y'all still love me? <laughs> Hit me up at Real Pastor Wade. <laughs> Wade is spelled W-I-D, just in case you don't know. Real Pastor Wade on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. <laughs> to put hashtag crickets. <laughs> If it just got quiet, I'm just saying, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm only a messenger. <laughs> so if, if that have, if the entitlement, that mentality says we deserve this or that, and where humbleness and servitude are absent, it would create for us a life of dissatisfaction and dysfunction. This can happen to a Christian or a disciple of Christ who does little to nothing with his or her faith and remains in the ways of the world or someone who refuses to grow and respond to God. This places a barrier to seeing the great, incomprehensible gift of grace we have received and then refusing or forgetting to respond to Jesus as our Lord. When we refuse to be partakers, don't get mad at me, y'all, of gratefulness. The waywardness of our sinful ingratitude will rise up and continue to fester and build and eventually take control of who we are and what we do, even as Christians. Then pride will come in, causing us to hurt others and cutting us off our relationships and growth while creating self-defeating anger and bitterness that worsens to produce more ingratitude. We must be careful that ingratitude does not take root in us good god almighty that ingratitude thing that not uh being grateful i'm just telling you all that's some place that you don't want to live at all in any area of your life listen i thank god for the highs i thank god for the lows i thank god for what worked what's missing and what's next i'm always eternally grateful because there I know through some of my choices, there are some choices that I made. I shouldn't even be here without question. And I'm eternally grateful to God and have gratitude. I'm eternally uh, grateful to like my mom, you know, dragging me to church as a little kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm eternally grateful for every single mentor, whether it be in church that I've had, whether it be in business that I had. Uh, when, uh, when you talk about ministry, mentor clinics, I mean, uh, in every single area of my life, I've had a mentor some way, shape or form. And I am all grateful for each and every one of them because I don't, I am not here without great mentors, without great father figures. I'm not here without that. Listen, <laughs> without God, I am nothing. And then God uses people without them. I am nothing. So I am eternally grateful all around. And that's a way that we all should live. I'm telling you, it make life much easier, even through the failures. Why we, we just because you have a bunch of successes, you don't know success unless you have failure. But be okay with both of them. Wherever you are, listen, even if things are not going the way you want it to right now, trust me, there is something always to be grateful for. Like whatever your story you think it is, how bad it is, trust me, somebody will exchange for your story or whatever's happening with you and they'll, they'll say, take mine. Listen, there's always a story that's worse. There's always somebody going through worse. So wherever you are, no matter what it is, be grateful. Have that attitude of gratitude. Oh boy. Here's another question or questions, I should say. Are you a Christian who is overflowing with praise or overflowing with uh, criticism? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's, if I can say one thing that's missing, especially 
in a lot of churches, I won't say all, is what I call EPR. EPR is encourage, praise, and recognize. We don't like to really encourage, praise, and recognize anybody because everybody want to take credit for it. Sometimes even the leader, you know, that brought you up, they want to take credit for every, that too. We, and they don't like to encourage really. They want all the praise. They don't recognize anybody else but them. I mean, it's just a, man, it's just a big issue. So when you talk about being overflowing with praise, we should encourage, praise, and recognize people. Even in marriage, we should encourage, praise, and recognize. EPRs. It, you, we should be EPR in everybody. It's called edification. We don't like to edify people and build people up. Don't get me started about, no, I'm going to leave that alone because I'll be in some serious trouble right now. <laughs> if I talk about men and women in relationships when it comes to EPR, don't get me started on that. I'm going to leave that alone. Next question. Do you have a sense of his presence or list agendas? Interesting. Do you have a stilled soul or a raging cry? Do you come to Jesus only when you feel that things are great? Uh-oh. Or only when you are facing a crisis? Good God Almighty. How you answer these questions may indicate if you are practicing a discipline of thankfulness or a life of stress and fear. We must realize that gratitude creates a happy heart and a functional life, as well as triumphant church and that ingratitude creates chaos confusion strife and discontentment listen whether it's church your marriage home life whatever it is if if you see a lot of chaos confusion strife and discontentment there must be something in the air of ingratitude some way shape or form don't get mad at me. I am only a messenger. Gratitude comes from the relationship we have in Jesus. When we are happy in him, we are happy in general and content, humble and mature. Our hearts are secure and at rest in him. When our relationship with Jesus is not working, it usually because we messed it up <laughs> by our attitudes, refusal to work at it and focusing on our disappointments and not him. Do anybody that's within the sound of my voice right now, do you know anybody right now that focus on their disappointments? That man, woe is me, everything, they always focus on what went wrong versus what worked, what was missing, what next. Instead of focusing on three, everything is about the negative. The glass is half empty, everything. Listen, the glass is never half empty or half full. The glass is always full. Even if there's nothing in it, guess what? Air occupies that space. Don't get me started. That went over somebody's head right now. The glass is always been full. Oh, good God almighty. Mm, mm, mm. Thus, we become ungrateful and in turn, unhappy and mature. You can read Psalms 131, John 13 and 17, and Philippians 4, 6 through 13. Gratitude shows, here we go, character, because it is temperament that comes from the spiritual growth we are called to emulate. It is also a discipline because it fuels our spiritual growth, but it does not come to us naturally, and we have to work at it, just like the other disciplines. We need to do it consciously, constantly and carefully. Let me say that again. Just like the other discipline, when it comes to gratitude, we need to do it consciously, constantly, and carefully. We need to think through and meditate on things of God, and in doing so, be aware of his presence and practice his presence by being thankful to him. This, my 
God stimulates our spiritual formation. Gratitude should be a daily practice as any discipline and not just at set times. Like prayer, it is a way we commune and grow with and in him. Oh, thank you, God, for that. Also, gratitude is fueled from our heartfelt thanks to God for what we have, for what he has done, and is a lifestyle of worship and adoration. We need to adore God more. Remember, we talked about the discipline of prayer. We talked about acts. And uh, when you, if you want to know how to pray, just stick to acts, that formula. Acts meaning uh, A for adoration. We adore God first. C for confession. We confess our sins. T for thanksgiving. We thank God for everything he has done. We thank God for where we are. And then S for supplication. Trust me. These are disciplines that we need to practice. It is a way we commune and grow with and in him. Gratitude is fueled from our heartfelt thanks to God for what we have, for what he has done, and is a lifestyle worship and adoration. This also allows us to give to and value others with respect. Oh, I'm going to stop right there. And honor because it takes the focus off us and it places it on God's purpose and direction. This aspect to is central. Oh boy in producing our character by focusing our heart on Christ and thus taking the focus off ourselves and our situation, fears, and self-centeredness. Don't get mad at me, y'all. You know, because we in a world right now, self-centeredness, self-preservation right now. Oh, we, it's all about self-preservation without question right now. Woo, this is a self-centered era that we are in right now. We are in a language-sensitive era, self-centered era oh okay somebody think i'm lying what do most people take on their phone oh that's right they're called selfies see don't get me started you walked into that don't get me started so somebody i know somebody just said we not i'm not self-centered how many selfies you got on your phone leave it alone when we are making God our complete focus, we will see what we have and what we can have. This helps us to develop a good attitude of gratitude. We are not consumed just with our needs and desires. Being thankful is an essential aspect to growing deeper in Jesus and in character and maturity. Our focus needs to be on our gratitude for the gift of grace we receive from Jesus works on the cross and disciplining ourselves to keep front and center in our Christian walk. Gratitude is the carrot on the stick for our scriptorial and relational growth. Oh boy, this helps us focus on God and live a life of, of a Christian maturity or spiritual maturity, faith and character, as well as being happy and fulfilled. Grateful people, Watch this. Realize that God indeed cares even when they cannot see it. Grateful people. <laughs> Realize that God indeed cares even when they cannot see it. That's huge. This forms a mindset that cultivates happiness and enthusiasm and subsequently inspires love towards others. Those who are ingrates promote anger and bitterness. Don't get mad at me. I didn't say it. Well, I did say it, but don't get mad at me. I'm only a messenger. <laughs> if gratitude is not our focus, then ingratitude will be uh, what leads us what we do or do not get. And gratitude says, I did not get what I deserved. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. 
I'm about to walk down somebody's aisle. Don't get mad at me. Don't try to trip me if I walk down your aisle. I did not get what I deserve or I am not going where I want to go. So we become consumed with our wants and desires. This causes, oh boy, mistrust and absence of hope and our and or a mindset that one is unworthy of love and acceptance. Oh boy. See the decisions we make and that 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 ingratitude all produce a lack of love, lack of fruit of the spirit of hospitality, generosity and of good stewardship. This further escalates when the hurts pains and disappointments of life come knocking on the door disappointments come when our expectations and our experiences collide disappointments for a christian come also by ignoring god his promises oh boy and his provisions then ingratitude will turn into hostility and bitterness listen we are in a hostile environment folks we man, if you can't see it, I don't know what to tell you. We are in a hostile environment all over the place. Look at how hostile. I mean, I see people getting upset with people because they're not wearing masks. I mean, they get hostile about it. Oh, you don't care about me. You you trying to kill me. Are you serious? <laughs> are, are you for real? <laughs> I mean, getting hostile toward each other is over nothing, over something they heard on the news that sometimes may or may not be true. You know, news have what they call sensationalism. You know, it's hype. You know, we, we we just trying to get you to tune in. That's why there's more bad news than there is good news. Yeah, yeah. That's why uh, if a, a, a newscast is, is 30 minutes, so they're going to give you 29 minutes of bad news. And then on the 30th minute before they leave, it says, oh, yeah, and a fireman rescued a cat out the tree. <laughs> that's just the, we, this, everything that surrounds us is a hostile environment. That's why we got to stay focused on God. That's why we, no matter what your race, color, whatever your religion, whatever you believe right now, listen, one thing you need to get straight is there is, you got to believe there's a higher being. Let's get that straight. We can work on what you're going to call him actually later. <laughs> but let's recognize that, that there is something above each and every single one of us. Can we get there for a minute? And then we can work on who he is. Oh boy. But this hostile environment that we are, listen, the gratitude can't stay in, can't live there for long unless everybody starts to be grateful for where they are. That is one of the ways that we, up through love, that we can break the barriers or break the walls uh, or break the stumbling blocks or, or break the, the chains right now. That's a great word. The chains of this hostile environment right now, of this division going on being grateful when we fully recognize our dependence on jesus and we fully feel the love and acceptance we have from him then our spiritual walk will increase when we walk when our walk increases then the flow of love and care will proceed from us in a powerful and focused way we will then see that we already have all that we could ever want or need because of all that we are and could ever be is found in jesus gratitude also shows that our obedience to god is motivated by the fullness we receive from our christian life and the joy that can't be found without jesus Thus, we are able 
and should give God the glory for all that we do and practice in life, no matter what happens. Come on, y'all. Y'all stay with me now, holding on to him in our struggles and fears and still having gratitude means we are maturing or maturating in him. If all we have in is ungratefulness, oh boy, then all we will have is stress and fear and not holding on of the faith in Jesus, a life of disappointments without meaning and a hope that is not seen. Then all we will produce, dang, I don't know, we just can't get past this bitterness and malevolence, malevolence to self and others. I found something interesting through years of counseling and in my experiences that people are self-defeating and are chaotic to society, are started, run and staffed by people who are very ungrateful in life. Ouch. Don't be mad at me. I've seen it. I've seen the ingratitude. I've seen the ungratefulness. When I counsel couples, uh, listen, there's some that are good and some men, they just eat ungrateful. They hate each other. They don't like each other. They don't. And I mean, talking about people that have been in marriages for years because the, the something is off because they've developed a, a marriage of bitterness. Oh, boy. Somebody don't get mad at me. I see it day to day in my walks in life through travels. I see it all the time but there's a remedy there's a way to be healed i'm just saying don't get me started understand this ingratitude produces a firm desire to destroy and cause havoc to others out of jealousy or contempt or for whatever reason ungrateful people hate and desire to destroy be aware when we become infected with these age-old diseases of ingratitude yes Gratitude, ingratitude is a disease. It is a virus. Oh boy. Ungratefulness and thanklessness. They will lead to apathy, envy, and anger, lust, misplaced ambition, greed, aloofness, and bitterness. They will block the growth of our relationship with Jesus and cut us off from the character and reflection of Jesus to the world. It has been said we cannot control our circumstances, but we can control our attitudes. Good God Almighty, your attitude, remember, will always determine your altitude. I have found this both from scripture and personal experiences and also research that if we forget who we are in Jesus, we will actually dismiss God from our lives and replace him with the gods of self and ingratitude. Don't get mad at me. The reason the discipline of gratitude is a discipline is because it comes easy theoretically and actually all we have to do is recognize that Jesus and his work in our lives. But the quote unquote practice y'all seems to come hard. We have to work at to cover ourselves in the call and the blessings that Jesus has for us should be easy. He says, and this is scripture, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is like, that's Matthew 11, 29 through 30. Jesus actually offers to us his love in place of his wrath. Grace takes the law off our shoulders when we turn to him and away from all that is false. This means freedom, but we complicate it. 
It's all about us. We complicate everything that God has done for us. We complicate it. So we must discipline our focus and work at it. Take this subject seriously, y'all. Listen, listen to me now. We're about to close. Take this subject seriously. As church growth, when you talk about me being a pastor on staff, me also being a head of a, a mobile ministry as well, oh man, I've seen lives as well as churches destroyed by ingratitude, without question. A church that allows the ungrateful Christian to run amok will cause enormous damage that may never be repaired. Such a person would quickly turn to legalism and or a, 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 a conniving uh, or, or conniving way. Also, ill-begotten feelings and agendas to manipulate others and turn, produce the various forms of discontentment toward others because he or she is unwilling to see the love that Jesus has for him or her. He or she is unable to give it to others. They do not see appreciation from others or even from God. So their focus becomes entitlement or the poor me attitude. This attitude will reciprocate discontentment in a very powerful and focused way. If you want your Christian walk disarmed and muted, be ungrateful. If you want your church destroyed, all you need to do is allow people who are ingrates to be in leadership. Don't sit. I'm going to leave that alone right there. Your pews will either soon be empty or your church will become a festering haven for ingrates who fuel off one another. Ingratitude is a serious disease that must be cut out like a malignant cancer and healed by the sowing of love, serious counseling, and an awareness of Jesus. If you or another person refuses to heal, then you must be removed from others until healing and forgiveness can take place and help can be obtained. If you are in leadership, you know I'm about leadership. It is essential to help these people while at the same time keeping them away from others until they're able to be people of gratitude. If they refuse, they need to be under church discipline and be cut off from the rest of the flock if necessary until they accept and realize healing and forgiveness. If not, they will spread their disease to others. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Woo! That was a tough one. Don't get mad at me, y'all. Leadership's my thing. Being grateful, being a servant. That's listen, I'm I'm all about that. So I know that was a tough thing to hear for some people, but it is what it is. And that goes that goes for me too. That goes for everybody. Thank you for tuning in to episode 15. I, I love and appreciate that you took the time out. I thank all of you for your love and support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, you can't exercise faith without discipline. Also, for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, in all thy getting, get understanding and then practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, Remember, discipline is the key to discipleship. A special thank. You know it. 
to my man KC at I Am Music Group for producing this show. Erica Dove for the artwork, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team for the Baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that is my pastor. I love you, man. And Lena Bird-Riles from This Is The Day intro. Shout out to Shay J Entertainment, Shannon Jackson and the Holy Ghost Busters Mobile Ministry. A shout out to my man Julian Payne on the NoHo Podcast and the House of NoHo Barbershop, a celebrity barber to the stars. Also, remember to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade and Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Remember to post any subject titles you would like discussed on This Is The Day Facebook page or feedback on your Instagram stories of what you thought about the conversation. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.